Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Comment, upvote. Join our subtext community. The link is in the description. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Here with Mike Huseman. We're talking transfer portal today. How you doing, Mike? Doing well. Glad to be here as usual. Yeah. Yeah, the transfer portal for this cycle is winding down. There still could be a couple other players that pop. I guess T.J. Young um, just popped out of nowhere. I wasn't really expecting that. So there's probably still could be another that could pop. But who are the transfer portal standouts, both of the early session and the late session, for Ole Miss this year? So for me, a a big one that um, I like a lot was John Saunders. Right from when he left – Miami, Ohio, I thought he would be a good get. And I think based on his body frame, he fits very well into that nickel position in a 4-2-5. So I very high on him. Um, and then a guy who um, I think should help um, on the inside is going to be Josh Harris. Um, and then Stefan Wynn was an interesting one. I don't know that he got necessarily the hype that you know people thought he may have, but or that he deserves, I should say. But D lineman coming from Nebraska could be a player. Um, and Zamari Walton, I, I think um, another defensive back. I think that's the position they probably help themselves the most at. Um, it was interesting. I. I didn't notice this until a couple days ago, but looking at their depth chart, 10 out of their 11 starters on D will have transferred there at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe, um, I think Cedric Johnson is the only one who, you know, is penned in to start right now that didn't transfer there. And I think that's a big credit to Lane for who he's brought in there. Yeah, and and people don't really necessarily understand, but the reason Ole Miss is so heavily on the defensive back isn't because Igbenosin and Tysheem Johnson transferred out. It's because it's going in a system change, and they were predominantly a zone team last year. With Pete Golding, they're going to be man, so they need people that can cover man coverage defensive backs. So there's it's good they're going to mix and match and find the right combination, right? Yeah, exactly, and that is a big reason why. I was really high on Saunders for them because he's going to be able to press those guys, play at the line, and then either follow them downfield or in that nickel, even in a zone system, or sorry, even in a man system, that nickel guy takes that, you know, curl flat a lot. So he's a very good fit um, for that system. Uh, Another, I'll say the last guy I was really high on for Ole Miss was Caden Priestcorn coming from Memphis, good tight end. I think they'll be able to do a lot with him, especially um, a lot of people don't realize how, well, your fans are going to, but fans of other schools um, don't realize how run heavy they became as a team last year. Being able to use 12 personnel this year, like you would mention this within the last couple of days on the show, um, I expect them to do it a lot. It's going to be great for Judkins and their ability to run the ball, to be able to use Trigg and Prescorn on the field at the same time makes them very dangerous, I think. Yeah, Prescorn allows them to be more positionally versatile 
yes. than they were um, even a year ago, which could make this offense a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more explosive than even it has been. Yeah. And in the throw game, too, especially if they're looking to play action and do, um, you know, that shorter intermediate throws, a guy that got lost in the wash last year was Ulysses Bentley, who will still have value um, in the, especially as a third down back. I thought we would see more of him last year. We really didn't, but he was stuck behind the depth chart behind two studs. He's a guy I expect um, to see a lot of targets this year. Carry wise, I don't, I, I don't know what to expect there. You would know more than I would on that front. But in the passing game, I think he could be very helpful. Yeah, he, he actually was in the spring game with a touchdown pass that he caught from the quarterbacks. Let's touch on the quarterbacks for a second. Now, um, they wouldn't have gone and gotten Spencer Sanders um, unless they wanted to push Jackson Dart. So this is a legit competition, and it will be hopefully until the end of August and not beyond that. And then Walker Howard, I, I think he might be the best and most talented out of all of them. But he just needs experience, and he probably won't have that and be ready to go until next year to begin with. What do you think of the quarterback situation at Ole Miss? So I'm bullet, more bullish on this one than most people are. And in the constant tweeting I'm doing, putting my takes out there, every now and again, a certain fan base attacks you for things. The Ole Miss fans attack me for this one. I like Sanders a lot, and I'll, I'll explain why. I'll also explain where I was wrong, too, uh, because I absolutely will admit that. Um, right when, Span when Spencer Sanders announced he was going there, my initial thought was he will be the starter. And I'm basing that off of the historical precedents we've seen in the portal era the last few years. How many times have we seen a multi-year P5 starter transfer somewhere to be a backup? It doesn't happen. You transferred to be a starter. Now, we knew his shoulder was dinged up. I don't think we knew it was as bad as it turned out to be, but I was very bullish. And I remember my initial tweet, like it was yesterday, was Sanders will start, Jackson Dart come fall, will Portland be somewhere else? I will say I was wrong about that. I don't think that happens anymore. And many of the Ole Miss fans jumped on me for that saying darts the guy he's going to start i'm still not sure about that but i absolutely was wrong and you know rushed to judgment in saying that he'll just leave i, I that's not going to happen they'll battle it out um I, I think you also brought up a good point with walker howard he's the future he's not the present but he has all the tools you look for in a P5 quarterback and a guy that could eventually be playing on Sundays. He looks the part. He can make the throws. We just need to see um, that experience because those judgment and decision-making are things you can't replicate anywhere else other than in a game. So that's what we got to see. So, so um, who are some players that we aren't thinking about? Whenever we do the transfer portal thing and look back, who, who are some names that we should – just remember and like jar a memory before fall camp? Um, one guy that it's nobody ever thinks of guards, but a guy that I um, think is worth looking at is 
Quincy McGee. He had been at UAB, then was at, I believe it was Mississippi Gulf Coast, but it was one of the JUCOs um, this last year. Um, I think there's a good chance we see him start on the interior this year. Um, and I can't believe to this point, I haven't mentioned Trey Harris. Everybody knows him, but he's going to play a lot. He's mm -hmm. going to be a guy that you will certainly notice. And one of the other guys, I don't know that this guy will start, but Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste um, could be one of those LBs that sees the field. He did a lot of good things um, when he was at UCF and only playing two linebackers, you know, snaps are going to be limited there. They do have a few guys that are, um, you know, ready to play SEC ball. I think he will be one of them. I don't think he would have transferred there if they didn't see that in, but he's a thick, stout guy that should be good at stopping the inside run when he's on the field. I don't know. He, he may be a situational guy. Um, probably will be in on more rundowns than pass downs, but I think he's a guy to look for. All right, and before we get out of here, um, we have to talk about the two main signees of the spring transfer portal yeah. season and Isaac Ukwu and Zakari Franklin. Talk a little bit about those guys. Ukwu was a guy, um, even before he said he was going to Ole Miss, right when he hit the portal, I was like, this is a big get for somebody. Um, he's an edge guy who's very good at getting to the passer. He will be able to disrupt against anybody uh, and we'll see him make big plays. The one thing he needs to get better at is consistency. There were some games he just disappeared. Even um, you know at the G5 level, you look at his game logs, he had multiple games, zero tackles, zero sacks. That'll need to get better, but the upside and that potential you know, ceiling to wreak havoc in the backfield is certainly there. And Franklin, if we combine the first portal season and the spring one, there aren't many receivers that are better than him. He holds basically all the UTSA records. He had 94 catches this year for over 1,500 yards. I, I think 14 touchdowns, but I, I could be wrong on that number. But the first two I know are accurate. Um, and I think it speaks a lot to Ole Miss that he was willing to leave UTSA because this is going to be their season. They could win Conference USA this year. They return Frank Harris, who, like Franklin, holds all their school records. Kavorian Barnes is a good back. They return a lot of guys, and I don't think he would have left for just anywhere. So the fact that he decided to leave and pick Ole Miss, very good. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Tom Vanderford will be talking Ole Miss sports of the week, probably some Austin Simmons um, in this weird situation we talked about earlier today. Anyway, thank you so much, Mike, for stopping by. we got to do this again, bud. Absolutely. Glad to be here as usual. All right.